This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we have a little more fun than usual. We go ahead and at the end, draft our favorite drinks, talk a little PBA bowling, and get into college hoops in the first segment. It's going to be a fun episode. You'll enjoy it. Stay with us throughout. It's Bro Storm Sports. With your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated, networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring Intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Monday, February 27th, and we're coming to you live from the Bro Storm Sports studios. If if that's even a thing, actually, all of our basements and offices and whatnot. I'm your host Sasha Bushka. I'm joined by Nick Cammer and intern P tonight, fellas. How we doing tonight? Doing well, Sasha. Had a nice, uh, relaxing weekend of heavy drinking and catching up on sleep. So I was pretty solid. Um, but it was good. How you doing, intern P? I'll second that casual weekend with some heavy drinking as well. Uh, that that did happen. It was a good weekend. I didn't catch up on much sleep, but I'll figure that out this week here. I'm glad you guys brought up the drinking because in the early days of Bro Storm Sports, when we, we came on the air about 21 episodes ago, it was kind of like the shtick, the the big the big thing that we would crush Crown and Cokes or Scott would drink Boulevard and, and we talked about it and who was drinking. Pearson was the Rumplemints guy. And I think Nick's going to help us bring that back a little bit. Nick, what are you drinking on tonight? Um, just, you know, your typical everyday, the American all natural, natural light. So it's what I probably started drinking when uh, Sasha, what were we, sophomores in high school? And I don't think I'll ever give it up. So I've got to be probably one of their top investors at this point. Do you think like percentile wise that like what percentage of people in the world do you think you've drank more natural lights than in your life? Just natural lights. I'd say I've got to be top, probably top 20% of people just drinking natural light. Um, there's, there's no way you're only top 20%. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say That's you're top way. top 1% percentile situation. Yeah, I can 1%. almost guarantee it. I'm flattered. Most people give it about a two-year phase, Nick. <laughs> I'm going strong. I, it's kind of like the whole Pistol Pete record almost about to get broken his points record. So I've got to just set the bar high and hope that nobody ever, ever gets to it. Speaking of which, uh, we were, we were going to get into college hoops a little bit tonight. So that's a good segue. What do you think about what, what's the guy's name, Nick, since you brought it up? I was just looking at him. So he plays at, um, let's see. He plays at Detroit mercy. Yeah, and while Nick's looking up that name, basically this player at Detroit Mercy is getting ready to pass Pete Maravich for the all-time scoring record in the NCAA. But I, I think it's kind of screwed up because of COVID and everything. Basically, everyone got a free year. So it's not like he had a redshirt year and he's played five years. He legitimately played in games for five whole years to break this record. And Pete Maravich also did it in three years, but to each their own, I guess. Antoine Davis is his name, by the way. I found that way quicker than you, so you might get you might be the new intern if you don't stuff together. Well, here. <laughs> Pete, I don't know if you know this, but that's what interns do. 
they look stuff up for people who aren't interns. Yeah, that's well, your specialty. I won. I, you didn't. You didn't tell me you needed a lookup. I would have been there way quicker if I if I knew. Which which subscription did you use to look that up? This one was CBS Sports. I like it. Uh, I can see the uh, percentages of the bets, so that's really what I bet on: uh, percentages and live move, line movements. It's a uh, it's pretty foolproof plan. Plan, if you ask me. Is CBS Sports are they big on Creighton? They they are not big on Creighton. Creighton is uh it was a little early for the Creighton comment, but we can talk about it now. Uh, they're on a two game slide since I said that they were going to win the national championship, so they really need to get their their butts in gear How- here. How bad did they end up losing to Villanova? Uh, on uh, they Saturday? only lost by twelve, but oh, they were down oh by twenty-five God. at one point. Sounds like a national <laughs> yeah. championship to me. Stayed with <laughs> they had a thirteen-point comeback to the Nova Wildcats. <laughs> Dude, they have a they have a top twenty defense and offense. Creighton does. I'm telling you, I might put more on the future. I I put some money on the future. I think I'm gonna put more on it. You just win the lottery or something. You got more money to put on a loser. No, I mean I'm gonna use my uh, one of my subscriptions to check what you're saying there. Uh, by my math, Creighton's adjusted O is 30th in the country right now. Must have fallen. Yours is a little more up to date. Must have fallen. Yes. Yeah, must have fallen, dude. I don't understand. There's, I mean, the only thing that I that I really know about Creighton is that the girls there love the shocker. I don't know, but that's all I've ever heard about them. Yeah, it was once said back in previous days that Creighton girls love the shocker, and uh, I don't mind you bringing it back up, Nick. I actually have a video on my phone of proof, a girl that went to Creighton admitting she loves the shocker. So <laughs> I, I thought you were going a, another direction there I, with that I evidence. Like that, I, I could have gone too. a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was a wild. That was wild. <laughs> we would have had to mark the podcast explicit for the first time there, Nick. <laughs> it was the first time which for everything. I expect no less now that we brought you on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, NCAA tournament is uh, is upon us, and we'll we'll get into some some real analysis here. Obviously. We have listeners all over the country, uh, but all of us are sitting in Big Twelve country. Uh, so if you're if you're just hopping onto the college hoops scene, uh, the Big Twelve right now has eighty percent of their league projected into the NCAA tournament field. Uh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma are projected on the outside looking in, but Texas Tech has a shot, and then West Virginia and Oklahoma State are squarely on the bubble, and the rest of the Big Twelve, six out of the ten teams are are locks to make the tournament right now. So what do you make of that, P? I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to think of the words to say. It's just a crazy, the basketball in the Midwest, I don't know what changed. I mean, it was always KU. They were the best team. And then Baylor just comes storming in the past couple of years. And I don't know what changed. I don't know if it's the Bill self effect. I think I'm going to call it the Bill self effect. But the only problem is I only think there's three teams in the Big 12 that could legitimately win it the whole tournament, because Iowa State is sliding. Baylor just lost their best player. I don't know if he's coming back. Uh, I mean, it's just Texas, KU, and then, honestly, probably K-State right now. I don't know if K-State has a real shot, to tell you the truth. I like how they're playing right now, but they'd be tough. They're scrappy. I could see them getting to, you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, but I don't know if they're going to make it. But I like that idea of it being the Bill Self effect. Because every team has kind of gone through their 
highs and lows. I mean, Oklahoma's had some great teams come through. Oklahoma State has had some great teams come through. Um, but so, and it really has been since Bill Self has been there. Although KU's always stayed at that top, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think about a team like Iowa State and kind of the rigors of the Big 12. They started out the conference play 4-0. They're now 8-8, eight and eight, meaning they've lost, and they also lost in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. So they've lost nine of their last 13 games, and they're still projected as a six, six or seven seed in the tournament. Some some projections have them even higher, up near the the four or five range. So it's it's just every once in a while you run across a year where one league kind of separates itself. And I I know some people might be thinking the Big Ten has nine teams projected in. Uh, if you're a big college hoops fanatic and you follow that, but they have 16 teams in their league, uh, not just 10. Uh, so, I mean, the way Jay Billis describes it is kind of there's no bottom in the Big 12. It's just the top and the middle. Um, and, and there's no easy nights. Like any game where you go into someone else's arena, you could lose. Uh, but what that does for the teams in the conference is basically every single road game is a quadrant one game. And a lot of the home games are two, some are quadrant two. Uh, but basically, you you don't have to worry about ever taking a bad loss. You, every single game is a chance to build your resume. Right. Do you yeah, think- once it comes to tournament time, they're going to be so much, they're going to be better. They play these almost dragons, you know, the big dragons. I, I was trying to say three-headed dragon in Baylor, but uh, they just, every single night, they can really excel. What is dragons have I'll, to do with basketball i don't know dude i'm kind of losing it I, I honestly i'm not even drinking right now but i kind of feel a little a little loopy i guess you could say you got all excited about me talking about the shocker and just lost your train of thought no i've lost my train of thought i really need to probably uh, figure that out on the break so I'm, i apologize guys but sasha do you think it's more i mean some of the other conferences are a little bit down i mean really with the blue bloods kind of a down year for all of them if you look at the top 25. Yeah, the ACC kind of sucks. Like North Carolina is a bubble team, probably on the wrong side of the bubble right now. Duke's projected as like a seven seed. Uh, Virginia is probably the best team in the ACC, and they're really nothing to write home about. And then if you look around, like at other conferences, the Pac-12, Arizona, and UCLA are the only two teams that are locks to make the tournament out of the Pac-12. Um, the, the SEC has some decent teams. They're probably the third best conference in the country after the big 12 and the big 10, uh, the big East kind of gets lost in the shuffle because quite frankly, and I hate to say this, but their games aren't on ESPN. And I, I realize Fox sports one is like a good entity. And I host a radio show that's on Fox sports radio, but compared to ESPN, I don't think it gets the same kind of viewership or at least the same kind of traction nationally. And there's a lot of good teams in the Big East, but I haven't watched very many Big East games this year just because, like, natural habits, you're you're trained to go to ESPN when you're looking for sports. I'm with uh, you. But I usually watch Fox Sports 1 for the bowling content, and that's about it. You and your bowling. What's, what's going on in the PBA these days, Nick? <laughs> I got bamboozled this weekend. I turned on what I thought was going to be the U.S. Open, not realizing it was just a replay from the U.S. Open 
two weeks ago. So, I mean, you know what's going on? Belmonte's still the GOAT. (laughs) Belmonte still is. A lot of two-handed bowlers. There's a few new guys out there. Um, It's a good Sunday morning thing to do before golf comes on. I looked up at – I was at a bar on Sunday – Actually, a re- well, it was a bar, but I was just eating. I promise. <laughs> and uh, Bob Ross was bowling. Kyle Troop. Or, yeah, <laughs> I, I promise it was Bob Ross. <laughs> uh, Dude, he, has he might go by Kyle Troop. In his but... back pocket, when he picks up a spare, pulls the pick out and picks his fro. <laughs> it's absurd. That's, that's incredible. Absolutely absurd. That's incredible. I mean, what's your inside track on getting Kyle Troop or? whatever you said his name is on the bro storm sports podcast, Nick. Um, I mean, there's probably a pretty good chance. Um, especially I think I'd have to double check. I think they come through Wichita this year on the PBA. So maybe we just go have a, you know, stakeout for him, force him on, get some clips from him and see what happens. All right. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal, Nick. You get us a PBA bowler to come on the podcast and we'll start talking bowling. Until then, don't bring it up again. <laughs> we just lost all of our viewers. They're all gone. <laughs> all right, I'll do my best. I'll start working on it. I might need uh, some of intern P's insight, though. I know he's been DMing some. Is it through Twitter you DM all these girls, or is it where else? I just need some help there. Well, Instagram's a little bit better because you can actually see them. Uh, Twitter's a little iffy. You don't know who you're actually DMing sometimes, so I kind of stray away from the Twitter DMs there. All right. You'll have to help me out with that this week. Honest right, answer, Pete. What's up? And then we'll we'll talk a little bit more college hoops, but honest answer. Last person you sent a DM to on Instagram. Like legitimately, like Yeah, I mean, like who's know. the last person that you sent last celebrity you sent a DM to on Instagram? Oh, somebody with uh, a, I don't know. I'm not verified. I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that. I'm sorry. I, there's two. Have you listening. sent one since the whole Giselle issue? No, she really broke my heart. So I had to, I had to calm down on the DMs to Giselle. Uh, but we do still kind of communicate. Just I, I communicate with her just te- telepathically sometimes. She sends out <laughs> pictures and you just like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only fans and stuff, you know. What? You know, subscribe to those. Oh, and stuff. He's admitting to it now. <laughs> he has no, an OnlyFans subscription. She doesn't have an OnlyFans subscription. King. How many? Yeah. How many OnlyFans do you have subscriptions to? I mean, I could tell you a very big number, but honest to God, zero. I have never paid for an OnlyFans subscription, except That's Giselle. Fair. Tough to believe. Except Giselle. That's fair. So we we started out the the tournament talk or the NCAA talk. This is by the way wild just going back and forth between horse shit and college basketball as if it's the same conversation. But does does any Big 12 team make the final four this year? Yeah, I mean obviously Kansas has the be- the best shot. I mean defending national championship this team is a lot like last year too. We don't have a really big, like a true big man. KJ Adams like six seven, uh, and that was kind of the mo of last year, just kind of giving it to Ochai and Christian Brown, and now it's Grady and Jalen Wilson. So I think that it's the same kind of team as last year. 
and you have Bill Self on the sidelines, so you cannot you can never take that for granted. Do you think the tournament committee always does some of that nonsense where they'll put, you know, like if they put Duke and North Carolina in the same, you know, bracket part, you know, you think they could put, you know, KU, Texas, K-State all in the same, you know, quadrant. So only one of them got a chance to make the final four, something like that. I mean, I don't see why they would do that. I mean, I could definitely see, I could see KU getting paired with UCLA, which I think would be a pretty tough. So we might get that fourth one seed, and then UCLA being that that first two seed, that's going to be tough against them. But I don't see why they would do that. They want the Big Twelve people there, I guess. I mean, it's the biggest college yeah. basketball. Fans there's enough in the nation, teams I in think. the tournament that like there's going to be there's going to be some teams that end up in the same brackets. But with bracketing principles, they're they're not allowed to make conference foes meet until like the Sweet Sixteen and preferably the Elite Eight. Uh, it yeah. gets a little tricky when you have a ton of teams from your conference in the tournament. But, uh, I mean, also the fact that after KU, who's going to be on the one line, Texas, Baylor, and K-State could all end up on the two line at worst three line. So they're probably all going to end up kind of in different regions. Um, so just the, just the thought, I think, I don't remember if it was 10 or 12, but I think the most wins that the big 12 has ever gotten in a single tournament, like the conference as a whole was 10 to 12 wins uh, with, if eight teams get in or let's say seven, whatever the number ends up being, do you think the big 12 gets over or under 12 wins in the NCAA tournament this year? You got to go over by a landslide. I mean, if you think over by a landslide, 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 landslide. I, don't know about a landslide dude. I would go with, I mean, I would, I'm going to assume they all, because they're all going to be a top, you know, they're all going to be one through eight seeds, right? I don't think we're getting anybody uh, in. With, uh, with one like, through 11. Uh, but yeah. But like I West mean, Virginia and Oklahoma State are bubble teams, so they'd be on the 11 line. Right. But I mean, I would say you're going to have, I'm assuming KU's getting to the final four. So well, that's four games, three games win. Right, because you got to win five to win it all. Right? I don't know. Math is hard sometimes. I'd have to write it down and really think about it here. <laughs> but I mean, I think what West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Iowa State—they all could realistically could all lose in the, the first, first round. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And even Baylor, dude, they don't have Keontae George anymore. So I, like I said, I don't know the severity of his injury, but that's a huge loss. That is truly their best player a lottery pick that's just gone from your team. All right. I'll break this I'll break this down on a math perspective. Let's assume West Virginia and Oklahoma State just for the sake of this argument don't get you a win or maybe one win between the two of them. They'd both go in as 11 and I'm not counting the play-in game either. Right. Although no, that would technically uh, count as an NCAA tournament win. Um so let's take the other six teams. It's KU, Texas, Baylor, K-State, Iowa State, TCU. If you're let's like TCU and Iowa State, if they each get you one win, so that's a second round exit. And like say K State makes the Sweet Sixteen, that's two wins. Baylor and Texas Elite Eight, that's three wins each. And let's say KU made the Final Four, that's four. That's only fourteen wins right there, and that's like a pretty good case scenario for most of those teams. Yeah, sure, KU could win the national title, and then you have six wins, but 
you don't know that's going to happen going in. And Texas and Baylor could go to Final Fours, but Elite Eight would be a pretty good showing. K-State could go farther than the Sweet 16, but I think they'd be pretty happy with that. And then Iowa State and TCU, one win. Like, I'm not saying that's the max number they could get, but when you really break it down and do the math, like, there's not as many wins out there as what you think. So, I mean, being a giving me that math. So if their highest number in a tournament so far is 10 and you just counted I, up, I think it was 14, 12 actually. If it's 12, I, we're still at, I, it know, was a year. It was a year that KU won it all. So that's six from one team. If we're at 12 though, that's still 20% over. So I'd call yeah. that a landslide. I, I think they'll break the record. Yeah. I think they'll break the record at 12. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. I don't know that I would hammer the over, but I do think they'll break the record this year. Right, I'd be comfortable there. The Big Ten's in the same scenario. They're, they're going to get nine teams in probably, and they could uh, they could reel off a lot of wins as well. Speaking of the Big Ten, I really like Indiana this year as well. They just they just swept Purdue for the first time in a long time, and Trace Jackson Davis is probably going to – he might win player of the year this year, honestly, after beating Purdue. Uh, they're my they're my new dark horse. Creighton's out. Um, I'm still riding with them. You can't. But I already took them. I think about it, I took them last week. You can't have well, them. I I want them too. They're they're both of our dark horses. So <laughs> if uh, so, I still think Zach Eady will win National Player of the Year. But if you had one game to win, they're both big men. Who would you rather have, Zach Eady or Trace Jackson Davis? Eady, because Trace Jackson Davis likes to get in foul trouble. Uh, Edie doesn't foul that much, and that's why I'm scared of Purdue. Because if Edie gets two fouls in the first ten minutes, they're screwed. They're not winning the game. There's just no way. Right? Does Purdue really have any other offense outside of just give it to him? Uh, they have this white dude. His name's Fletcher Lawyer, but he's a he's a freshman, so he's who knows what that's going to be. Right? A little more hit. Yeah, Purdue's, Purdue's kind of interesting to watch because they. They run everything so much different than everybody else in the country. Like basketball is all about pick and rolls motion nowadays. And they just basically post up Edie and like find ways to get post entries. And then he either passes out for an open shot or he goes to work and scores it. It doesn't look like the same basketball that everyone else is playing. That's what's going to be interesting though, with him being such a dominant big man. Will he make it in the NBA at all? I mean, even though right now... Not, the, in today, not in today's game. He can't shoot. That's the whole thing right. about the NBA. That's why I don't love... That's why I don't love the NBA. I sound like an old man yelling at clouds, but there's no post-play. It's all just one-on-one, iso ball, throw a three up. I mean... But even the best... I mean, the top guys for MVP this year are all over seven feet tall. You got what? Embiid, yeah, Jokic. Yeah. different. Jokic. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're seven feet tall, but they get triple-doubles. They get assists left and right. They can, they can shoot threes. Like right. they're 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 big, but they're not post players. Right. They can. Move. I mean, they're yeah, they're fluid. Like Giannis, look at it. He's not a good shooter, but is he can handle it like a guard. He's fluid with his motion. Like he doesn't play like Zach Eady. I guess is the point. Right. No, hundred percent. Nobody <laughs> good in the NBA really does anything. You're not gonna mix those two up in a. <laughs> <laughs> and here's here's the question though I have I guess obviously Zach Eady is not Shaq but Shaq can't do any of that stuff that we're talking about don't you think he'd still be a great player in today's NBA 
No, you know I don't. Shaq, Shaq is different. In the NBA today. Dude, Shaq is different though. That dude is yeah. the biggest shooter you've ever seen, and he didn't need to shoot. He he could just dunk it every time, and that was different. That was different back then, though, too. Plus, when I he agree came out, Shaq's- when he came out of LSU, though, he was I mean a lot more trim than he was with the Lakers, even, and he was moving up and down the court pretty well. I agree that Shaq's different, but like, at what point does another Shaq come along that says like? Screw you guys. I'm the biggest sucker out here. I'm just going to dunk on everyone. Is that is that just not ever going to happen again? I I don't know. I'm not an NBA scout, but that Wimbenyama guy, Wimbenyama, Yana, Yama, he's going to be legit. I, he might be the next LeBron. I don't know. Next Giannis. Right. He's a better mm, shooter. I don't know. This, though, dude, this dude can shoot, dude. Yeah. He yeah. can't. I saw him do like a runner three-pointer. Just jumped from the three-point line and landed at the free-throw line yeah. and made a three. He did. He does like one-foot threes, too. Yeah. It's wild. It's insane. I can't wait to see Wimbenyana next year. Let's wrap up this segment. Uh, on the other side, we can get into a little bit more NBA and uh, potentially talk a little bit about the new baseball rules. There's been some shit going down in spring training. We'll get to it all. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports. We've got a riveting conversation going on here. Nick, I don't know if you saw this, but a spring training game going on between the Red Sox and the Braves ended in a tie on a batter not getting into the box in time. Your thoughts? The first thought that popped in my head, because when I saw that story, was that please tell me Joe West was the umpire on this. I know he's retired right now, but that just seems like something he would do. Like, no, we're taking too much time. Strike three, game over. You know, it's just, it's kind of a, I think it'll take time to get used to. It's a little ridiculous, um, in my opinion right now. But luckily, I don't watch a ton of baseball. But I'm sure I'll hear all about it. Yeah. Your baseball is a tough. Baseball is a tough sport. It's just so long. I mean, everyone is so riveted with watching 162 baseball games, and you don't really know which ones matter. So it is very hard to get into it at the beginning. But it is fun to pretend like we're going to watch a lot of baseball this year, even though I know we aren't. Uh, they did make the bases a little bit bigger though, so that's cool. Uh, I don't really know what the point of that is. But I, as a baseball player myself, don't love the pitch clock. I think. I mean, if I'm going to go to a baseball game, I want to be there. You know, I don't want to be rushed. I You pay your money, you drink your beer, and you're there. I, I don't really like slowing the game or speeding the game up. But they're not taking out yeah, – I mean, and- the argument is they're not taking out any action, right? They're, I mean, the pitch yeah, but I is like, there. Yeah, but I there. like the mid stuff. I like hearing the walk-up songs. I like the music in between the games. I like being there. I guess for the casual fan watching it on TV, I understand it a little bit. But going to the ballpark is – not just about baseball. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I don't think it's as much for the experience in the ballpark 
as it is for the experience on TV. 100%. Because in the ballpark, you just want to be there, right? I always love doing the dollar bets on balls and strikes or if a guy's going to foul a ball off or whatnot um, or pass the hat game, you know, doing stuff like that is always fun. But you need that extra time between those pitches for that. Yeah, and for those who aren't familiar, baseball has gone uh, to several rule changes this year. Uh, they're implementing a pitch clock. So with with no runners on base, it's 15 seconds between pitches. Batter has to be in the box at the eight-second se- mark, ready to hit. Uh, with runners on base, it's 20 seconds between pitches. They've also eliminated shifts, which we can get into. That's a whole separate thing. And they have larger bases, which I don't even know why that matters. Uh, but they keep talking about that. The thing I find weird is you can only pick off twice in an at-bat uh, when when there's runners on. And then if you pick off a third time and don't get them, it's, it's, it's a balk. The, the guy just gets the base. I hadn't that's, even heard that. That's a wild rule. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't love that one at all. It's so especially as soon as you get to, you're just the runner can basically do whatever they want, right? I mean, at that, yeah. obviously, if they get picked off, they're out. But that's worth the risk. I feel. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It, and what's to stop the runner from just getting a huge one way lead and getting them to pick off a couple times and then having free reign after that? So that's a little wild. I think uh, the shift. I don't hate. Uh, it was an unfair disadvantage for left-handed batters because you can't really like put somebody in short left field against a right-handed batter because they wouldn't be able to throw them out at first. So uh, the shift man, I'm good with, although they're saying the infielders have to stand on the dirt, uh, which a lot, of, a lot of shortstops and second basemen play on the grass anyways, even if you're not shifting. So that's, that's a little strange. Uh, it just seems like I, I saw a quote from Gary Sheffield. He basically said, the commissioner asked a bunch of people who don't watch baseball, what would make them watch and then change a bunch of rules based on what they said. And they're going to watch Netflix all year anyways. <laughs> so like they're not doing it for the actual baseball fans. Spring training. Who's your pick to win the world series there, Sasha? The Royals. <laughs> it, it can't be the Royals. <laughs> I, I think the Royals, I mean, Araldus Chapman, you never know. He's going to be electric. But I would say, I mean, the Mets spent a lot of money, right? They, they're yeah. they're trying to win the World Series. G- give Verlander, me the Mets. Max Why not? The Mets? Okay. Yeah. Mets third. Dodgers is a basic pick. I don't want to go with the Dodgers. That was going to be my pick, so I appreciate you calling me out. Um, You're pretty basic, Nick. Just buy the book, drink natural light, pick the Dodgers. See, I think that's actually the least basic thing an adult could do is drink Natty Light. I mean, it's it's a true thing to to be, what, 35 and still drinking Natty Light? I love it. I just, you don't hear it very often. No. It's real. First of all, Nick, he just gave away your age. Second of all, as a 35-year-old man, can you define basic for me? Like what that means in the street lingo? No. Simple answer, no. Um, P, 22-year-old, can you define it? Uh, I'm pretty bad at definitions. It's not really my forte, but it's just being 
being a casual, just a casual guy, and just uh, you you follow the trends, I guess. You you follow the fads. It's like being a cash. Uh, I don't know. This is the first word that came to my it, head. I don't is, know if that's that a real a word, but term a cash, a casual. Oh yeah, never heard of it. What? I mean, I know you what the word are... casual means, but I've never heard somebody called a casual. You never heard that? You're a casual, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I've heard like somebody's day. a casual fan, but like a cas- casual yeah, I mean, that's life kinda, person. That's kind of what it is. Tell me I'm just a normal, everyday living guy. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. But Yeah, I've never heard casual used as a noun. It's, speaking of things, learning something new every day, we found out in the break that if intern P goes like six to eight hours without speaking, he just forgets how to talk. It's a very, yeah, actually it's been about 20, 24 hours. Actually. Now that I think about it, you haven't uh, talked in from like 5 PM yesterday. I mean, from 5 PM yesterday. Yeah. About you just been scrolling only fans for 24 hours or what? No, I just hang out by myself. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend to talk to. I don't know. All right. I'm going to counter your question about the World Series, B. First of all, give me your World Series winner, and then I have a a follow-up question for you that's going to take it to a a different gear. Okay. Um, Well, I want to say the Cubs. I'm a huge Cubs fan, but they blow. They won't be good for the next five years, so I'm a little sad about that. They did get Cody Bellinger, though, so I'll be rooting hard for him. We'll probably buy a a fake Chinese jersey of him off a DH gate. Uh, I'm going to go with the Padres. Juan Soto. Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. Book it. Padres. Yeah, I almost said them, but I didn't. So I'll counter your question with this question. Who's going to win the NBA title at at this juncture in the season? Dude, I don't know. I am really getting back into it ever ever since football's over. But uh, I'll ride with the Nuggets. I have a future on them. Uh, I said the Pelicans at the beginning of the year, but Zion got hurt, so I'm gonna roll with the Nuggets. I know Jay Miz likes the Celtics, so he's gonna he's probably shaking his head right now. Uh, but Jason Tatum does look good as well. But I'm going with the big Quesarito. Another big Quesarito reference. Sticking I like with it. The Taco Bell. I love that. Um, how about that uh, Tatum three to finish off the Sixers though? That's pretty legit. Uh, how about Joel Embiid's half quarter that didn't count that he made afterwards? After that the buzzer. Cooler. Talking about things I that know, happened but after the legit. game? Yeah, I am. I, I didn't care about Jason Tatum's three. They yeah. make those every day. <laughs> to, to win a game? <laughs> yeah, dude. Every every basket matters. So, <laughs> Not the <laughs> ones that happened after the buzzer. Last night. Whatever you say, yeah. dude. I just I just see That's what I point. see and I I get my takes on it. Yeah. Well. And that's wild. Uh, Jamie's just joined the conversation for the second time. There's two of them now. Multiplicity. So we got that going for us. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys well, seen the movie baseball. Multiplicity? Uh, <laughs> no, can you give me a brief plot description, Nick? So this guy makes clones of himself. And for every clone that he makes, they get dumber and dumber. So, like, he makes one clone that he lets go to work while he goes and plays golf, right? And that's fine. Well, that clone is now tired of working, so he makes a clone of himself. And so that next Mm -hmm. clone puts pieces of pizza in his wallet. 
because he doesn't know any better. What? You got to watch it. He'd love it. I didn't know we were getting a whole synopsis of this movie. The clones should be golfing, and the smart, smartest ones should be going to work. No, the smartest right? one obviously wants yeah. to golf. So yeah. he's forcing the other one to go to work for him. That's a good point. We uh, we decided on drafting something on the other side of the break. You guys got any more thoughts on the NBA or MLB before we go to that break? Oh, yeah, one more. Damian Lillard is a GOAT. Uh, he scored seventy one points the other night. I think it's one of the one of the big, the largest stretch of scoring that has happened in modern NBA history. He's averaging like forty points right now through ten games or something crazy like that. And the Portland Trailblazers are actually in the mix to go back to the playoffs this year. So it's nice to see Damian Lillard kind of get back on his correct track and really shoot the ball well. That was yep. and shout out trick. Kim Bushka. She was at the game. She yeah. was there. Yeah, she was there. Saw it in person. Wow. We got to have her on. Get a review of that. A recap. Yeah, I'll get the the review uh, personally and give you the synopsis. I don't think Kim wants to ruin her street cred by appearing on the Bro Storm Sports podcast. She's got 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 a reputation to uphold. She's got a reputation to uphold. That's fair. That's fair. On the other side of the break, we're going to draft something fun. I'll let you know what it is. Stay with us. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports, where we cover everything around the world of sports, including types of drinks. In honor of having Nick on the pod tonight, we're going to do a little draft. We like to do a game in the third segment a lot of times. You avid listeners know. But this week, we're going to draft types of drinks or cocktails slash beers, drinks that we like. Uh, Cause we started off the pod talking a little bit about the early days of the pod when we thought we were going to get sponsored by Boulevard wheat, which we still might. Yeah. It's not um, too late. I was going to say it's not too late. So we're going to go through this. Uh, I'm going to, in honor of him being the youngest, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go youngest to oldest here. So peace first. I'm second, Nick's third, and we'll do it snake style. So, well, you got to call me out like that, Sash. Yeah, Nick's older than me is basically what I'm trying to tell you. That's way uh, cooler, though. It's, it's cooler to be older, in my opinion. Yeah. Hey, it is your birthday cool. here soon, by the way. We, it is your birthday here. Oh, yeah. That's well, the other reason we're doing types of drinks because I'm going to have about, I'm going to try to have every drink we draft on my birthday. Yeah. So, everyone I, wishing happy birthday on Wednesday. He's turning 25, um, so everyone wish him a tw- happy 25th birthday. Oh, imagine the possibilities if I was only 25. All right, P, what's your favorite drink? All right, I think this is an easy 1-1, one, one, and I'm going to go with the vodka Red Bull. What? Uh, okay. Just trying to have a heart attack right out of the chute. Right yeah, out of the No, it's the goaded drink. It, it's the goaded drink. You're at a bar. You don't know what to get. You're like, I need to get some caffeine in me. Red Bull vodka all day, every day. Okay. That's the most I'll go with something. 22-year-old thing I've ever heard. Fair enough. I'll go with something that's going to get you fired up at the bar. Tastes like a milkshake. 
gets you drunk like something other than a milkshake. I'll go with an Irish car bomb. Love that. You can put those down, Sasha. You were, you were chugging them quick. That's my go-to oh, yeah. go-to drink. If I'm like he just said, he's going. He needs to get some caffeine. In. If I'm going to a bar, I'm like, all right, I need to get a little liquored up. Line up the car bombs. Let's go. Um, let's go. Did you, you also take car bombs? Is that what that was? Here. No. So yeah, I've got back to back. I wrote down a little bit different. I don't know. I just heard you explain it, Sasha, but I actually just wrote down the drinks that intern P did for his 21st birthday. So I guess I'll just draft those. Um, but number one, I had a blowjob shot with no hands. Extra whipped cream, I believe. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. It's, those are pretty good. I have never done one of those. I have never done one of those. You don't have to lie to us anymore. All right. Um, and then I believe the second drink he had on his 21st, his first time drinking ever, was a Tootsie Roll shot. Okay. What, Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of that so before in my life. Roll? Yeah. It sounds I got this list good. from your bartender at your 21st birthday. So you don't even know where I was on my 21st birthday. <laughs> I don't think I need to know so, where you were. I was doing a little research in preparation for this segment. And I, this next one I found is a drink. It's it's on the 50 most popular cocktails list. But I don't know if it's like a drink that you have or just something you take after a night of drinking. But it's called a penicillin. <laughs> I think you were doing a little more than drinking if you needed to take that. P, you're up. Okay. Two picks. Uh, is that all right? Well, you guys are going the opposite route of what <laughs> I thought we were doing. Um, so I'm gonna go with the four loco as my number two. It has that scotch will... in it, by the way. It's what? Uh, the penicillin has scotch in it, by the way. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the four loco is an absolute menace to society. If you guys have ever had one, I would recommend not drinking one. So Nick I'm going to tell you logos before they sissied them down. Right. We yeah, I did real, it, so. The real locos. <laughs> it was okay, after five enough. people died, then they like took them off the shelves for years. R.I.P. Okay. I'm going to go with the, uh, the Boulevard Quirk as my number three. I've been really into those quirks, and we are trying to get our sponsorship. So I'm going to go with the Quirk. The nice thing about the quirk is it's actually opposite of all other drinks. You're required to be under 21 years old to drink it. Mm, that's true. It is only for under 21 year olds, but good thing I am 22. So, uh, it's still a solid right. drink. I'll go, I'll go a little bit more serious now. Uh, something that I actually drink and usually drink is a, uh, crown and diet. It's my go-to I like to drink them at home. Mix them up. Have a little fun. You ever mix up the crown? Do like the crown apple and diet? No. No? I like I the... Do. You know, and I think it's my love of Canadians that makes me like crown. Because I, I don't like Tennessee whiskey. Have you ever had Windsor? Shout out Owen. Have you ever had Windsor? What is it? Windsor? Oh, yeah. I've heard. I've probably dabbled. You probably had some over I haven't at my, had, but. my sister's house. My brother-in-law used to drink yeah. that stuff all the time. It was pretty good. 
Um, so I'm oh, going wait. with the third shot that intern P had on his 21st birthday. Um, and I just got word, got a text back from the bartender that night. It was a lemon drop shot, I believe. Mm. That was the third. See, that is something I would indeed drink. That is something that is a very tasty drink. A uh, little sugary rim for you. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, no, I don't really like the sugar in it, but we'll we'll let that one slide. <laughs> Uh, and then the fourth one, uh, I'm sure his favorite color is, it's probably pink, but the starburst shot was the fourth shot. Am I right? No is comment on that one. <clears throat> yeah, sure. We can call it pink. It is my favorite color. Uh, a very manly color if you ask me, actually. Favorite starburst color. My favorite starburst color? Yeah. yeah it's pink. Right. Yeah. Yeah, then, then yellow. Yellow's num- my number two by far. That's a rogue move. Like it's like pink. It's like pink, yellow, and then orange and red are on the bottom. That's disrespect to red. I'll go with a with a shot that I just like the name of a kamikaze. Why do you like that? You like you like kamikaze planes? That it's just a it's a fun name. I don't it even is, know what's in it. It is I've fun to say. It's just a vodka. All right. So I think I have to stay on brand here with my fourth and fifth pick. And I will be taking Rumplemints with my fourth pick in the draft. Um, I can't believe it took Rumplemints that long to come off the board. I understand. I think I had six Rumplemint shots this this last uh, Saturday. And they do hit you pretty quickly. So uh, beware if you are taking shots of that. But your breath smelled just phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if it actually, I think it's like a, a placebo effect. I don't think it's actually smells good. It just smells like liquor. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but in the moment, you're like, yeah, that was minty. So then with my fifth pick, I'm going to take Old Reliable, the Bud Light. <laughs> when you just need something to, to sip on, you get a Bud Light. I know that's going to ruffle some feathers. A lot of people don't like Bud Light, but... It is my go-to beer. Yeah. I should... I. It just escaped me what I had figured out to pick here. Like, I completely blanked. I should probably go with Miller Lite, because that's what I drink more than anything else in the world. But I'm going to go another direction. It just came back to me. Well-warmed tequila. <laughs> Just I'm a, a shot of warm tequila, cheapest you can find. If I'm top 10% of natural light drinkers, I know a guy that is top 5% of warm well tequila drinkers at a bar. Guaranteed. I kind of want to throw up just thinking about taking that right now. Uh, I've had probably a, one of the worst drinks I've ever had. I've life. had a no salt, no lime before. Yeah, no salt, no lime. No salt, no lime. Microwave it if you could. We want it warm, dude. Uh, for the, the, uh, the air fryer, <laughs> you trying to crisp it up a little bit? Yeah. Um, I so for my fifth pick, um, I got to just shout out Natural Light real quick, of course. But unfortunately, intern P did not drink that on his twenty first birthday. His fifth drink when he turned twenty one was actually 
he thought it was kind of like what Sasha was talking about, the well-warmed tequila, but it was a tequila sunrise with a little grenadine in it just because he was being cute. <laughs> you, I mean, really, you blew your load, Nick, quite literally, maybe literally or figuratively with your first pee shot when you said he had the blowjob. Should have saved that for last. No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't let him claim that. If I didn't take it, then he was for sure going to be like, uh, guys, yeah, my, my favorite shot. One of my-, my favorite shot. I had it on my 21st birthday. I don't know why I don't take them more often. Blowjob shot. Extra whipped cream. You would have said, and by the way, if you do it with no hands, it's even better. That's what intern P would have said. Yeah, that was actually that was actually on my honorable mentions. Uh, so I had a list of like seven, and that was number six. So I'm glad you took that early. <laughs> well, another rousing, successful episode of Bro Storm Sports in the books. That's going to do it for our episode tonight. This has been Bro Storm Sports. It got a little off the rails tonight, but I'm sure James is going to get some good content out of it. And you know where you can find that content? on the BroStorm Sports TikTok page, on the BroStorm Sports Instagram page. And we didn't do best bets tonight, but it's now BroStorm Locks. And you can check out BroStorm Locks on TikTok as well. Intern PJ Miz making that happen every night. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, give us five stars. We'll see you next time.